Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Is About Movies, <laughs> the episode where Randy finally gets fired. <laughs> I finally get fired from my real job because I share my thoughts. Uh, this is not true. Uh, at least I hope it's not true. It might be true. Who knows? <laughs> Got it. Uh... That's a good hook. I, we just shouldn't say any more about that. Just be like, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, What did Randy say? Oh, Ooh. listen further to find out and what then, I say. And then for real, cut it. And it's not even. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, today we're talking about the creator. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, which I hope you are. Yeah. And uh, what made you pick this episode? Maybe they saw it. And they were like, it. I want to find out more. Or um, maybe you want to see it, and you're like, let's see if yeah. maybe I want to see it. Uh, maybe oh, stop. See it. First off, let me tell you, if you're thinking about seeing it, go there's, see it. Yeah, go see it's it. It's great. Uh, but you shouldn't listen any further, because we're going to spoil the crap out of it. That's or, kind of our I thing. Mean, or if you're okay with spoilers, you know, listen. Just go see it anyway. Just go see it anyways. Um, we, it's, a, uh, it's an original sci-fi movie produced by Hollywood. By Hollywood. That's still, that's a, it's 2023, and that happened. Please go see the deal. movie. <laughs> if you're new to the show, it's a conversation between friends. We like to talk about movies, but we also like to let the conversation go where it will. And today oh, it goes. It so. I finally got my way. You got your way. Like I've been waiting. How many episodes <laughs> to talk about my favorite things? And, and, and Randy let it slip. I let it, I let it happen. I even went on like, like I... I, at one point, talked for three minutes straight. This is true. You know it's a good episode when Jeremiah happens. can't stop talking. I'm quite succinct in what I say, and you usually don't talk for more than 30 seconds. Some of that has to do with because <laughs> I, I like the sound of my own voice. So. No, I mean, that's just, like, that's me. Name a time I've talked long. Ever. I mean... Yeah, I don't. I just, I really just, just no, don't. You, you can I'll talk. Have, you I can have, talk. Don't. I have I long conversations with back and forth, but I this never. Yeah. Ninety. You don't ever hog the conversation. Yeah. At least not that often. So. And today I did. See, you're doing For it right like, now. I'm trying to move on, and you won't <laughs> shut up. Okay, we're trying to. <laughs> just end it. Shut it. Uh, the creator's great. We hope you enjoy this episode. Stop talking. <laughs> When I went home, I said I was going to go home and play Cyberpunk, which I fully intended to do because I was in the mood for it after the movie we watched. But I ended up hanging out with my wife. We don't have very similar sense of humor. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, senses of humor. And there is a particular video that I love. And I did the dumb thing where I'm like trying to show it to her while she's in the middle of something. <laughs> and I'm like... Why are, why don't you think this is funny? You why know? don't you she's stop just like I'm busy doing. and I'm like over here like this is the best. Um, <laughs> even though I know like this is a terrible time, I just do the dumb thing and show it to her anyways. So she's kind of like I don't. Why is that funny? And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't tell you, you why it, it's right? funny. Yeah, I know. Like it just is. Like you just have to like. And so I started kind of like talking about like what made it funny for me it was like it's the way they say this and it's the exaggeration here and it's you know like all that stuff and she's just like yeah i don't i don't get it and i'm like i have shown this to plenty of people and they thought it was funny and she's like 
uh, I mentioned two friends of mine and she, she was like, okay, well, I bet you that if you showed this video to their wives, they wouldn't think it's funny. <laughs> and I was like, challenge accepted. All right, bet. So <laughs> I sent, uh, I what do you sent get if a, you win? I, nothing, just a uh, sense of pride and accomplishment. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, I haven't talked to one friend yet because I'm going to see them today and I'm going to just, sh- and their wife's going to be there. And I'm just going to show them the video and be like, just, what do you think of this? You know? So it's like, yeah. Like just run up to them and yeah, do it or like, be like, this is a test. This is a You're te- settling an argument. <laughs> Watch this video. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> um, the uh, but I did text a friend of mine, the first person I had showed this video to, and he it was one that I sent to him, and he texted me back and was like, "This video made my day." Like he said, "It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen," and I was like, "All right, sure win here." There's no way he hasn't shown it to his wife. So I texted him. I said, hey, did you ever show that video to your wife? And he's like, I don't think I did, actually. But I did send it to this other person (laughs) who also has a very similar sense of humor as the two of us. And I was like, all right, do me a favor and show it to her. I didn't say anything about, like, I just said, uh, Jenny wants to know if she thinks it's funny. (laughs) And and, um, he goes, okay, she's actually out of town right now, but I'll show it to her when she gets back. But I'd bet money that she doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this isn't good. So, so anyways, I don't know yet. I'll maybe if I remember, I'll give you the results. But it's this. I don't know if I even showed you this video, but it's this. It's this dumb infomercial for a uh, a backpack. That's just a stupid backpack. It's like 15 backpacks stacked on top of each other and yeah. held together with tent poles like flexible tent poles so it's like a hiking backpack but it's like 10 to 15 feet tall and it just so it's video footage so uh, crappy video footage of these guys walking out of the trail with like yes yes exactly (laughs) that's exactly what it is so but it's like wobbling and and all that anyways and it's the best part is not that it's like yeah this is kind of dumb he's also carrying a baby right yeah (laughs) isn't that the that's the whole thing um, but it, it's not that it's like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It's a funny backpack. It's how hard they commit to the bit that makes it even funnier. It, it starts off with this like, so that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> and, and when he goes, hmm, I die. Like, I don't <laughs> know. I'm like, that's the funniest. <laughs> like I know, <laughs> I already know where the street is going and I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, this is hilarious. And it just goes in and starts talking about, well, you haven't tried the Sidewinder something, something, Whip Snake edition. And then like a (laughs) chorus of people go, Whip Snake. And see, you're laughing and like you haven't even seen the video. Well, (laughs) I'm laughing just because you're so excited about it. I know. But two, (laughs) these sound like things that you laugh at the second time through. I mean, it's gotten better every time I've watched it. I've watched it yes. like 20 times. But go back to your first time, and you might have been I more like... I think I watched it. What? I, mean, I think I laughed at it. But, you, but maybe the first time, you, it was more like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. I know it definitely got better when I showed somebody else and they thought yeah, it was funny. there you go. And then it was like <laughs> locked in stone, just like, this is So you got to wait a month and then show your wife right, again yeah, and yeah. be like, like remember? <laughs> remember Whip Snake? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just how, and they just repeat it over and over, like going back to like, whip snake edition. 
every time and the chorus of whip snake every time and it's just it's such a great video and not a stir nothing not even like a smile or a hmm, nothing just <laughs> cold you know cold humorless existence <laughs> that is my wife <laughs> no <laughs> he's like no 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 I didn't every once in a while i i i <clears throat> I, I get her to laugh with the video, but it's probably like one in 20. And one it's in like, 20. And it's usually the videos that I'm like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and she's like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, all right. It's I'll like, take my like, wins where I get them. Like, like the 19 other times you're like, this is me. I'm sharing me. Don't you understand? She's like, not no, I good don't. enough. Not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> And the one you're like an off shot, yeah. I'm like I'll just take it. That was good. Okay, okay, okay. more of this. <laughs> Next time, Randy. Next time, come on. We'll get him. Yeah, <laughs> like a like your team was one in twenty that year. <laughs> you're like we'll get him next year. <laughs> Championships, boys. Come on. <laughs> And the whole, like the whole team's just like, no, we won't. <laughs> yeah. And the coach is like, come on, please. And there's one, there's one new kid on the team who's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in this. Don't worry, guys. We'll Give get it time. Him. You'll get Jake. <laughs> Give it time, Rook. <laughs> You'll become like us. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, isn't that the story of, like, Ted Lasso? That's just literally the, the premise of <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, I haven't and, seen season three. And guess what? They don't win. So, you know, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do terrible. But it's great. I don't even think I've and seen season two. then they come back two. and do better. Season two is great. I haven't seen season three. Uh, I need to watch season season one. I didn't watch season three because my free six-month trial to Apple TV expired, and I have no reason to renew it. Yeah, Except and I, get, I gave you my TV for a while, and yeah, then realized you were like, "You can come get it." I'm like, "I don't use it." You don't use <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. There's <laughs> there's some good stuff on Apple TV Plus, but it's it's just not. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's to me. Every, there's so many things now. We've talked about this before. But there's too many much. things now. There's too much, and everybody has like one thing that's like their tent pole, and they have a bunch of crap. Yeah. And that's pretty much like it's not even that it's like bad. That's the thing about being in no, like it, quote unquote the golden no, age of television bad. is it's, that it's like there's not really like it's all okay. It's all okay because there is stuff that is so good. Yeah. And it's like, well, why with the amount of time that I have, I'm just going to watch the good stuff. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, <laughs> every once in a while there's going to be a from that we watch, you know, I watch from, but that's maybe the worst thing yeah, that I've watched. I also watched. just did Who is Aaron Carter on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Like as in like Backstreet Boys little no. brother Aaron Carter? No, Aaron, uh, it might not be Carter. Aaron somebody. It's a lady. Oh, okay. Like some. And and I'm, I mean, any more about it would just utterly spoil the entire thing. I got the, the whole thing is like. Is it like a true crime thing? No, it's like a, a Spanish like actiony kind of thing. Okay. Uh but yeah, it's just okay. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's probably pretentious, but it's like I feel like from maybe the well, the the show only bad the good stuff has show made that I've watched <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> like I mean, for real, like I've pretty much only like exclusively watched like some of the like premiere Netflix and HBO shows, and I, I guess some of them haven't been that great, but like. HBO, it's it's pretty rare for them to miss. Ooh, no, they I, have. I went back and they watched uh, the Idol just to see what people were complaining about. What's it's, the Idol? Well, yep, it's horrible. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's Sam Levinson. Okay, it's so it's supposed to be Euphoria, but it's uh like Johnny Depp's daughter, I think, is the star. So it's supposed to She's, be Euphoria. What do you mean? It's. I mean, it's supposed to be like Euphoria level good. Oh, that. Okay. It's Johnny like, Depp's then. daughter as like a like the pop star of all pop stars. Okay. She's the idol, and it's about like her and like people controlling her and her fighting back, and uh, the weekends in it. He does like all the music mm. in it, and he's like one. Of, he's the opposite of the opposing main character. It's hot garbage. Maybe it's just a different team because like. Like Sam Levinson is good, yeah, but he's not like the only See, reason it, why. It made Euphoria me rethink good, the so. whole like Sam Levinson is good thing. Like, like it. it Have honest, you seen Malcolm and Marie? Yeah, it's okay. Really, I liked it. Uh, I usually love stuff like that where it's just like one thing, two people talking. But that one to me was just kind of flat. I don't know. I really that one really drew me in. It, I I mean, it was really repetitive. We're gonna talk too. more about like they they focus way too much on one part. Of an argument rather than fleshing it out to me. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously there's some subtext. Uh, there's a lot of subtext. The whole movie subtext. Uh, but it's maybe a bit too on the nose with it at times. But I don't know. I like it. I think. Yeah, but it, I mean, like it, like the idol has me rethinking, oh, maybe he's just like right place, right time kind of guy. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion that, that movies and television are, are a team effort. And... Yes, having a good vision and someone well, this who was, can well, then th- cast in good this vision case, is really important. This was filled with other people who sh- who usually do a very good job. It seems like maybe they didn't and work this well was together. Just maybe it's bad timing. Y- it's not. It's not even that. It's like maybe he was grumpy. It's not. <laughs> maybe he was working on not, season three of Euphoria. It's definitely at the same time not little things. You know? It's even the whole approach to the story is just like pornographically ludicrous interesting like way over the top maybe um, he just got in i don't know into his too much into his head yeah <laughs> you know? like that can happen or maybe he got may or he a little I'm bit even, of a shaman i'm even thinking like going on. like for euphoria he was like holding back like his darker <laughs> self and then in the idol That's he was hard like what believe. if i let 10 percent more i was holding too? back with euphoria it's yeah but like <laughs> yeah but i promise just like and then you see this and you're like what is happening and you're like this is not this is so this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i'd never even heard of it uh i mean i'm it not only like over- made it five episodes Oh, like, it was a show. Like on okay. episode one, people were like, what is this hot garbage? Cancel it. Uh, and then episode two was like, this is way too far. Cancel it. And then episode three was like, this shouldn't even be on TV. Cancel it. What do you mean? Like because it's bad? Or it's, it's just like. It's like so 
weird sexual. It's like it's not even okay. Well, <laughs> like so, calling it pornographic is doing it a favor. Can it's, I? It's can I ask just. A, it's like it's insane. There's is it there's a, one part <laughs> where she's recording a new song, and she's trying to make it sound sexy, and and the weekend goes no no no, and like starts doing stuff to her to make her get on the verge. Oh, okay. So that it's more believable when they're recording the sexy sounds. <laughs> what? And like Kanye's producer is there and he's like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. St- like more stuff like that. Lots of stuff like that. I mean, I can definitely see why people would be like, turned off by that but yeah i'm wondering if it is it uh is it just poorly made or is it mostly just like this is uh off-putting or upsetting to me because there's it's, definitely it's stuff definitely that, off-putting upsetting okay because i wonder if that is is that a general you're saying that it, again i haven't heard of it you're saying that a lot of people are saying this stuff it's very possible because i've never heard of this show uh they pushed like they pushed it real hard when it was like episode one drops tonight yeah yeah the idol and then like episode two they're like it's the follow-up and then like three four and five they didn't say anything they were just like we're gonna try to finish it up and now quick. it's in a closet with westworld it's still there <laughs> uh but i want that was the thing you had said they pulled westworld and i was like if there's any part of jeremiah that ever wants to see this hot garbage Let's go ahead and do it. Uh-huh. It's not worth it. It's it's not even worth it. Like it's, just, it was just a letdown. Interesting. Like especially knowing that the guy made Euphoria. Yeah. And then and then like this. Oh. And it's <laughs> like it's it's like it's like a bunch of celebrities who were also like, oh, I want to be in your next thing. So it's like a bunch of yeah, like really good celebrities in this thing too. And it's like so that what are we doing? That feels like. Uh, that feels like George Lucas, like prequel syndrome here, <laughs> because there's like a there's that. I mean, this is funny that the show is called Idol, uh, but there's that thing again. I have no freaking clue what happened on this show. Sometimes great artists make bad stuff. It's pretty typical. Sometimes we just don't see the bad stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, the uh, the thing with George Lucas, so and they show this a lot in in a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for the prequels. Uh, there's even a documentary about episode one in there where it's a lot of people that love star Wars that worked on it. A lot of people that like really care about star Wars that when they came in to work on the prequels, they were so excited. Like this was star Wars was being reborn. It's like, we're getting to learn more about the characters. It's like, what could go wrong? And honestly, what could go wrong is that people weren't afraid to stand up to George when he was making the classic trilogy. So he had people that were there to tell him yeah, when he was wrong. Make it better, yeah. And help him make it better. There's a reason why not a I don't mean a reason. They didn't like they didn't bench George for the second two movies, but like he was I very mean, heavily involved. A but little somebody bit. else kind of did. There, yeah. Well, I, but I don't think that somebody else did it. I think that George was like, I want this to happen. At least I don't know exactly, but I just know that it wasn't like a, I don't think it was a negative thing, but George was very heavily involved with creating the world, creating the story, all that stuff, fostering all of that. But there were other creators that came in, other directors that came in, other writers for 
the follow-up movies, Empire and Jedi. And there were a lot of stuff that were in the initial drafts of those stories that were not good that George wrote and worked on and mm-hmm. came up with, and they got rid of it and changed it and put it for other stuff, for better or for worse. You know, so obviously there's some stuff in the classic shows that everyone's kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I mean, even but, the even the first one, there's that YouTube documentary about how it was basically like you like the movie because his wife re-edited the entire thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of stuff too. That's, I mean, it's, it's drawing inspiration from a lot of things. But my point is that you get to episode one and people are like, George Lucas, you are a god. <laughs> you are our idol, if you will. And he Show says, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this. And uh, they go, yeah, that sounds good. You must know best. You dude, know? dude in a diner, love it. Yeah. <laughs> like all this stuff, like everyone, you know, there's there's behind the scene footage of like people like, uh, uh, what's his name? Um Ben Burt is it Ben Burt uh big sound guy he's really really he's done a lot of the sound stuff for a lot of the Star Wars at least a lot of the newer Star Wars stuff and super good uh and he there's like footage of him asking George like I don't know about this like you know like he's like one of the only like he's kind of the old guard and so he's like a little bit like I, I don't know and uh <clears throat> yeah so but there, I just remember there being like scenes when I was even when I was younger watching and I didn't know a lot about filmmaking watching some of the behind the scenes stuff and there was a there was a part for episode three where it was like okay the script is done and everyone's like all right cool they're already they're in pre-production he's like yeah the script is done it's really exciting uh I mean I haven't written the fight scenes yet but mostly it's just put like they fight you know and I remember like that's probably a normal thing for movies where there's going to be a lot of choreography and it's not just you don't just write the scene, you know what I mean? It's like a, a group effort. That's probably a normal thing. Yeah. But in the con, like when you're watching that clip, and George says it, there's a there's an awkwardness in the room that feels a little bit like, oh, he doesn't know where this is going, and yeah, it's uh, it made me go interesting. Like I picked up on it, and it was just, and maybe I'm reading into it, but maybe I'm not. But I think that's that's kind of maybe maybe that happened with uh, Sam Levinson in this is he every came hot off the heels of Euphoria and people were like you can do no wrong everyone <laughs> wants to work with you, you let's this is your do idea it. yeah okay you know there's that intimidation the weekend's factor, gonna but, be a producer like on think it. of it this way if if you or I were to like work on a movie in a role like just say that we're directing a movie and we get uh, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Or God forbid, uh, we God forbid, but like we uh, we get um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Okay, these are all I've been getting all. Uh, I think I'm mentioning all these because I just watched some stuff about Martin Scorsese and he was talking about them. Three heavy hitter actors, people who know what they're there to do, and they have their way that they're going to do it. <laughs> and who are we to tell them otherwise? <laughs> Like, Joe Pesci. like <laughs> even if I have like I come in with like, this project and I have the the best vision for this project at least you know as I can think of and I think this is this is where the need the project needs to go if any one of those three actors comes to me and gives me and tells me that I need to do something different yeah I'm immediately going to fall apart thing. and tell them yeah you're right yeah. even if I know that it's wrong like if it's wrong for the whole picture you know because like yeah they're brilliant but like they're not their job is not to understand the whole vision 
Their mm-hmm. job is to understand their character, and they do that very well. And a lot of times, they are able to offer insight that is very good. So I'm not saying that their insight would be bad, but there is that but sense in, of, but I've been doing this a long time, so and you're new, so listen to me. You know what I mean? And so I can imagine that a lot of people coming in would feel that sense of uh, awe and maybe pressure to be like, well, it's Sam Levinson. He made euphoria. So he must know better than I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't. Again. I mean, yeah, I'm, I can see that, but it's, it's all conjecture. Like it's hot. It's just hot garbage. Hot, hot, hot garbage. I just, I feel like anytime there you see those big, they're always big ensemble projects where there's a lot of people that you love. You're like, man, all the, how can it go wrong? They go wrong. Because I think yeah. it has something to do with that. There's like, well, maybe it's one, it, maybe there's some creative differences. Two, because uh, you got a lot of like strong-willed people in the same room. And then two, maybe it is a little bit of just like idol worship of just, well, they must be. I also think if, if it would have been a movie. It would have been better. It would have been more acceptable. Because we didn't yeah, get maybe. to see the second half of the season. And the, with the twist that he did in the last episode, it was kind the whole show is her being taken advantage of yeah sure by literally everyone around her Mm. in every way possible like literally every way possible 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 uh but then in the last episode it's like she did that on purpose Mm. so that she could like use him as a muse because she knew this was buried deep inside. Because her mom used to be like beat her all the time. And that's where her good music came from in her mind. So she put herself in this situation to be taken advantage of. Because she knew that would get good music out of her. Mm. Is how it played at the end. So so for the first for however many episodes. Four, five, four and a half of the five. It's her being taken advantage of what do we not want to see in 2023 uh, or you know like yeah. bad timing at least if you could have finished the project as a movie and like forced people to stick around to see her flip the script okay but when it's like when we're releasing one episode a week and we're still making it like as people are commenting on the first episode, you, I don't think you're gonna get to film as many as you think you're gonna get to film. Mm. Uh, when it's so heavy on the exploitation, and like no one is gonna put up with that on Twitter. No one on the internet is gonna be like, "This is going good," because yeah. it just seems like <clears throat> it's just going bad. <laughs> like the whole thing yeah. seems really bad. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, on top of it, even if you had, like, a good deal where it was going, uh, you could have done it the, uh, like, you could have gender-swapped that in 2023, and we'd have stuck around to the end, maybe. No, I don't think people would have. I but think people would have reacted with, in the same, a different way. But. Um, maybe, but I think it would have been at, at least more tolerated, like, if the idol was a dude, but maybe not. But with it being, like, who it was, like, that teen-looking girl that they had, no one's gonna, nah. Like, especially especially how, like, weird it got, immediately weird it got, 
er- everyone that saw it was just like, this is, this is a no. What are you doing? Mm. But yeah. So I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Stan Levison and Malcolm and Marie, speaking of, let's uh, talk about John David Washington. Speaking of actors I want in my movie that I'm directing. Uh, Ken Watanabe and yeah. uh, D- is it Denzel's son? It is, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel bad. Why? Because he's good enough of an actor to have gotten this on his own, I feel like. But that the fact that he's Denzel's son, everyone's like, nepotism. I mean, he's same pretty with, good. Same with so old Timmy. I don't really think about it that way. I just think of it as I like, mean, yeah, he's you following his dad's footsteps. You and maybe he got but some opportunities. There's, but there's some people screaming. Okay. Who cares? I mean, Who cares? but I'm saying he's good enough. I, I mean, every, everyone wants to believe this too. Like you're good enough that you didn't need that. Um, maybe not. I mean, it helps. He yeah. may have ne- like. <laughs> sure, there's plenty yeah. of people who are good enough, <laughs> but they just never They're get the door the, open to them. That, you know, so never a fair. It thing helps has to have spoken. the door open for um, you already. That's great. I'm yeah. fine with it. I don't care. But God, like I love him. He's really good at <laughs> everything he's in. Um, to me, to me, I love him. I almost love him as much as The Rock. Like uh, anything <laughs> The Rock's in, I'm just gonna see it. The movie can be That's terrible. Funny. I would but not I put love them, seeing The Rock. I would not put them in the same category. No, they're in the I, same category in like how much I love them, regardless of, of what they're in. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I like The Rock too, but and, he's and Jason Momoa, Dwayne Johnson. I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he's just people got too excited about him. They the the studios all did. So he just. <laughs> He's in too many things. Skyscraper was yeah. so good. But he is good. Like, Rampage is so good. He has a lot of movies that are, he just says yes to a, like too many projects, I think. Um, yeah, that's, so yeah, that's definitely a problem. I just man. would prefer if he like said yes to the good stuff and not to everything. No, he's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. I don't know. I yeah, fell in love with he him. He is really good. I fell in love with him watching WWE in the 90s. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know him until. Like, the first time I ever saw him was Scorpion King. Yeah. So, to me, uh, no, to it, was me I was, it was the mummy too. So to, when yeah. he was the to CGI, me, I was sad that it, that was so dumb. I was like, oh, he's way cooler than that. Mm. Yeah, as a kid, I did not think it was dumb. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Also, the CGI yeah. in it, it was At the time, so man, bad. I did not care. No, not. even even like even then, I like I saw it in the theater and I went, that's the worst CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, I didn't think that. Speaking of CGI, this movie. Oh, okay. It's it's so good. The creator? Yeah. This movie looks, it looks and feels fantastic. Like, do you know how much they spend on it? No. How much do they spend on it? Just guess. Uh, like with all the Marvel movies being a quarter uh, of a billion. I'm I'm thinking more like it's a Gareth Edwards movie. He's got a pretty good track record. Uh, or I would I don't know somewhere between like 180 to 200 million, less than a hundred. That's surprising. They did 80 million. That's a lot of really underpaid uh, visual effects artists. <laughs> I mean, maybe or because there's a lot of or or maybe that puts the strikes into a new perspective. Mm. What are these Hollywood guys doing? How much are they truly pocketing? Mm. I mean, for this movie is the be- like it's the best looking movie. And it's eighty million, and Thor four was two fifty. Get out of here! 
Yeah, that's weird. I mean, the amount of visual effects in the Marvel movies is pretty staggering. But yeah, but it's it's also like I don't know. It's all green screen. Like that's what I'm saying. But it's like there's just uh, everything is like is just visual effects. But this movie, like it definitely is full of visual effects. But there's a lot of practical stuff, and there's also a lot of it's tasteful. Like it doesn't ever feel like too much. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what I mean. Like not saying that the work the work is like well, fantastic. Well, I mean, and that's like part of it too. And you just buy into it. You're like that robot is real. That aesthetic I mean, though is, th- I think, what this makes, camera. Yeah, this camera is literally showing me the future. That is a robot. That is a real yeah. thing. I'm there, looking at the real thing. There were definitely like there was a couple times, a couple times where like it dips slightly into the uncanny valley. It didn't take me out of the movie because to me it felt like, no, this is how They're it would feel to, to actually see someone that look like this. Yeah. It would feel like I was in the uncanny Yeah, and valley. even then it's that so it feels real. And it feels real because real, of it yeah. doesn't feel fake. It just feels <laughs> even more real. You're like, oh gosh, that's so um I loved how their little tube brain, like inner thing that is in, in all the simulants head yeah. was always just like a a lock pick, just like a like a lock mechanism, just constantly like twirling rotating around. and twirling. Like no matter what was going on, every single scene that had a simulant in it, that was happening, and someone was animating that. Yeah, for every frame, and I'm just like, that's so impressive to me. It was just a simple. <laughs> it's like such a nice little touch because any other movie that would have been a a smooth cylinder. Yeah, you but it I mean? also works in their favor because like even in like mechanical hard drives. Something's moving for you to access new memory. Right. No, that's what I'm, and that's the other thing about yeah. Garrett Edwards movies is they all feel grounded in reality. Yes. Yes. Which is why, like Rogue One, is like, while I don't particularly like the character work in it, I think the setting of that film it's very is good. it feels the most like the classic trilogy because that and Andor speak, you know, both in that same world because they they base everything off of like well everything needs to look like it's like actually in use and real and a lot of the other films you know prequels in particular and even in some of the later you know the disney trilogy uh they just it's a little too squeaky clean you know yeah i did notice he had uh, uh a lot of the decorators had like uh dash ager on on like i'm like that's a title mm-hmm. in a movie yeah. you can get <laughs> Like just to make something look old. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Gareth Edwards of uh, Godzilla, Rogue One, Fame. What else has he done? He, um, like, what was what what got him like in? What was his breakout? I just saw somebody tell me this, and I can't remember. Yeah, I need to see what the big Hollywood bust his movies are. Movie was. Okay. Uh, oh, it was Monsters. That's that, what it was. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they saw monsters. They brought him on, I think, for Godzilla, and then they Rogue brought one. him on for Rogue One, and then Creator. I think that's the order. Yeah, it was. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, he has like a magnificent sense of scale. Like things in his movies that are supposed to be big feel big. Yeah, very reminiscent of Dune. In that way. Yeah. His wide shots felt very dune. Yeah. It's and that really hit something the, hit the that, chord in me. Every every wide shot I was like, Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's something that like even like Godzilla is is a fine movie. Um it, yeah, there's some pretty pretty shots. It's pretty shots. <laughs> it, pr- pretty shots. 
again, we'll get into like maybe some of the areas where like he he needs to improve and maybe is improving. But um, <clears throat> again, me who hasn't made any of these things, but still, we're we're just being critics, whatever. Critics can't job. do so they they <laughs> talk crap about people who can. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you who cannot do <laughs> shall teach, shall crit- shall criticize. The, uh, just a sense of scale. Like, I mean, I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite shots in any of the Star Wars films is the scene from Rogue One where the super laser, when it's being attached to the Death Star, overshadows a Star Destroyer. And it's like just that shows you, instead of even just having the Star Destroyers next to it and be like, oh, look, see how small the Star Destroyer is? It's like, yeah, it doesn't feel that big with just that shot alone. It's the shot right before of the of that thing essentially eclipsing the sun yeah. <laughs> for that Star Destroyer that lets you go, holy crap, that's big. And then it shows the shot of the super laser and the Star Destroyer being tiny, and it makes that much, like it's those two cut next to each other that have such a profound impact. And then the rest of the film, everything feels really big. The Nomad in, the, in this film that we're talking about, the creator, feels massive because of how it interacts with the world around it it feels massive because of how quickly it gets around the world (laughs) like it's like dang i know that it's in orbit so it's like moving quick but it's also just like so big that it doesn't have to go very far um when he's climbing on the missile you don't you see the missiles and your (laughs) mind goes that's roughly this size and then you see him climbing on one and you're like that is much bigger than i had initially thought so and then you see the missile hit the ground, and it's like, oh, that's holy crap! That's the size of a small town. So it's like, <clears throat> I immediately thought of uh, Fallout Three, the city of Megaton. Yeah, and yeah, at, yeah. The, at the end <laughs> where you can turn the bomb on. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you gotta disarm it! Hurry, <laughs> hurry, get it! Yeah, it actually gave me a lot of like Rise of Skywalker vibes with the wreckage of the Death Star in that. How like that's such a cool idea, yeah. and yet. They were uh they were uh, entirely running way too soon though like it was still like coming down and they were like running toward it oh these like, people cheering yeah. in in the crater yes yeah when they was I'm like, like no no guys stay no, back no 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah cheer over there there's still then. stuff falling yeah so like that that uh, robot chicken clip with the uh, all the Ewoks celebrating but then the pieces <laughs> of the Death Star come crashing down on their village no. like oh my gosh Ewoks. <laughs> Yeah, it, I think he, he does, visually, he's able to, to tell stories very, very well. He's got a great relationship with ILM yeah, uh, because they just, they communicate very well. They, they, they have a, <laughs> apparently seem they, to have a really apparently good Apparently they give him a 70% discount. <laughs> 70% discount, yeah. <laughs> or he just doesn't, you know, who knows. But it's, I mean, even just like some of that, like some of the, like that hovering like police vehicle. Which this is funny is right in the beginning of the film they go on their first mission after it's not right at the beginning so it's after the the like prologue yeah they go on their first mission and he's with the team and they're supposed to go capture the weapon and they roll out with their gear it's it's got a very like aliens vibe like the movie aliens like not like the the, 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 the second one, one yeah. yeah specifically that one and they're rolling out and then there's a there's this girl who's driving. A vehicle that is very clearly a bobcat, which is like a construction vehicle, <laughs> yeah. 
that has been re like outfitted to look like some futuristic like military thing Mil- military robot robot yeah. thing but it's very clearly a bobcat <laughs> which if you've ever worked in construction you will see it and go that's a bobcat, bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well i will say it is very fun to drive a bobcat by the way if you ever get a chance to drive a bobcat it's very very fun <laughs> just do it uh especially if you're working with a demo team and you get to break stuff with the bobcat it's a good time uh i had to demo a uh, a mini golf course with a bobcat and it was my favorite part of that job um it was just it was just a good time so it's like this little thing that can like spin around like those remote control cars that could do like you know spin they could just spin around in, in a circle on their own and then they would flip into the air it feels like that and it feels like you're indestructible in one because you can just like flip over and you'll just you'll just pop right back up like it's all bottom heavy yeah so anyways enough talking about the bobcat <laughs> When you see it, I, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because I was like, that's a bobcat. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's kind of like when you think about, like, Star Wars and you think of, like, the Banthas that the Tusken Raiders are, the sand people are riding, and yeah. then they're just elephants with shaggy costumes <laughs> on, and it's like, all right. Like, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> It felt a little bit – it just was weird. But then I never felt that way again. The rest of the film – the technology yeah, that's it's used. It's like you saved a couple million on that. Yeah, one thing. That's there for like five minutes and then it's gone. I, yeah, um, it's fine. But the rest of like like those police vehicles, like that one that kind of just like hovers in, like they have the cars, which are fine, but then they've got this like hovering vehicle that like moves in and makes a lot of cool sounds. All that stuff feels super intimidating. The and tanks like, at the end were so cool. The tanks, yeah. I was like half expecting there to be some creature. I was like, what the heck is, where are we going with this? And then it's like, oh, it's just a giant tank. I was but like, those were awesome. I man. want to play a Halo level with right? that tank. Yeah. Forget the scorpion tank. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that monster. It was cool. What else did you like about it? Yeah, everything. Like, even what I didn't like, I liked that the movie just like, like, uh, even seeing, <laughs> even seeing, previews for the movie i was like what book is this based off of and like to me the creator at the end of it was even like that sounds like a book name i mean yeah. i don't know what about the creator makes it sound like a book name but to me i was like oh he pulled this from a book well, this is what we're doing now blah blah, blah. i can't have any it's a it's an original thing that he made out of nowhere to make a movie out of this is like this is what ex- we want Hollywood to be doing, especially with sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And he he did it, and he did it for like not three hundred million, and it was only yeah. only eighty million, and it was, I mean, at least a spectacle at the very least. Yeah. What did James Cameron spend a billion? Did he spend that much? No, he made that much on. I think he spent. There's no way he spent a billion on Look it up. Avatar <laughs> two. There's no way. I think it's two and three because did it at the same time. Uh, and it might. Yeah, I mean that's and that that's might be including some, the media, like uh, the media budget afterwards. Uh-huh. But did did he not spend a billion? I thought it was some. It's something outrageously crazy. I'm looking. I, Avatar I, 2's budget was 237. Re, really? Yep. Okay. And it's made 3 billion dollars. I I was I'm remembering a ton of false facts. Yeah. 
it's uh i i heard it had to make two billion before it made money yeah it says uh 237 million budget and then it's made 2.9 billion since uh okay so take back a little of what i said but even thor 4 was 250 (laughs) which is that's crazy um but he he did it's this so, so sorry that's so weird. Thing for Looking 80. at two articles right next to each other, it's like February nineteenth. It's like it's made six hundred fifty-seven million, and then in July, it's like it's made three billion. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Just a little bit more. Just a little more. That's how time works. The more longer something's been out, <laughs> it's going to make more money. So you know. Well, I um, I hope this movie. I hope it does really well. I do too. And honestly, the reason why I even suggested that we go see it was, like, I saw the trailer. I don't remember seeing anything about it being directed by Gareth Edwards. I just remember thinking, okay, something about this movie that's like, like it looks interesting, but it looks like something I've seen before. And I don't, I don't know. It, it's, I think maybe something about movies, especially right now, movies about AI feel weird because they feel disconnected from like the real conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially about AI that's like gone rogue and it's going to kill us. It's like <laughs> that worked 10, 20 years ago, but now it feels like, well, now we have, I know it's not the same, but we have this like early like rise of AI and it's like the more important things that we want to be talking about are, are the impact on like society and not so much the like humanity of the AI. Yeah. There's so many films that are about that, about the humanness, the personness. I of, mean, yeah, of going back AI. even like a hundred years almost. Yes. We've been talking about but, that. So it feels a little bit like, yes, we we've had that conversation and we're still having that conversation. Yeah. It's important. But right now we need to shelf that conversation. We need to not shelf it, table it for a different piece of furniture. <laughs> for, the, for, the, uh, for the real AI. For a conversation that's more imminent right now. And so that's what it's like, okay, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm interested in that. But then ultimately I was like, there's not really anything else that's good that's playing here. And I was like, you know what? I like original sci-fi. We should support original sci-fi, even <laughs> if this isn't the best of it, you know? We'll at least spend, you know, we'll uh, we'll talk with our wallets here a little bit. So, um, And then we used uh, MoviePass. Well, which it's still, <laughs> it's still doing it, you know? They're still getting paid, but... Yeah. I'm not against saving a buck, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's talk with our wallets with a coupon. I'm gonna talk with my wallet at a discount. So yeah. Uh which my goodness, that movie said it was in high demand and it was like thirty six points on movie pass. There's like Yeah, slow down movie pass. It's like more than a month. Like did you even get to did yeah. you have to okay. I have I have like two months saved up. Okay, you but yeah, you have, don't you only get like thirty points a month though? Uh I don't know. I think so. Because then that movie was thirty six. Yeah, so it's it like more than a you have to month. go on a, a I, fast, I don't a actually movie fast just to go see one movie. I don't actually know many. Um, I don't remember. I don't know. But I think their point system is good. There. I think their point system is good. It's how they're going to actually stay in business this time. Um, but it is funny sometimes how. But also, it like, should be small. It should be less for smaller towns. But maybe I maybe that's another so way that it makes up. Maybe. Um. Anyway, yeah, because they're like, high demand, and it's like, like, not really. 40 people in the (laughs) theater, it's 200. Uh, Which, you know, maybe that is high demand for Columbus right now. I mean, sure, but they weren't ever in any situation, they weren't ever in any danger of overselling it and MoviePass underpaying them. 
No, I did. Even uh, if MoviePass paid them a dollar, they made a dollar off of the seat. Yeah. I, I picked my seat because our theater does that now. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, normally that's fine, but in our small town, it's it's kind of silly that they do that. That you would ever. There's no to, real yeah. reason to do it. I picked my seat. I walked in, and somebody was sitting in my seat. I thought that was hilarious. Like, there were so many <laughs> seats available, and someone decided, we're going to sit in this yeah, other seat. Yeah, because, so because it's not even a spot it doesn't matter. that you yeah. would care. And so, so then I was yeah. like, well, I guess I'll just go. I ended up sitting behind them, and I was like, you know what? There's some seats up closer. I like when the screen, like, is just at the edges of my peripheral vision. So I uh, I just really like up to the that, front. Yeah, so. like right where we sat, that's yeah. my spot it's a good spot uh especially if there's a rail and i can put my feet on the rail yeah. I, don't, I, don't know why. I initially didn't buy those seats because i saw that there was like a group of people sitting right behind it they were purchased and i was like well i don't want to like just i yeah, don't know uh, well by the time i got there which was like there's nobody we behind us yeah. well it had that whole row marked off and, all yeah, I and no one was sitting there in the middle <laughs> and then i came in and no one was there and i was like yeah. This town. <laughs> this, yeah, who knows what's going on. They buy movie tickets, don't come? What is that? I don't know. Or, or they just or sat they wherever just they like, want. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Dink. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. First row, who cares? First row, who cares? <laughs> but I did, I don't know. I really did like, I really did like it. I will say this. I don't, I told you after the movie ended and I saw that it was directed by Gareth Edwards, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because he is... Again, we've just talked about what he's really good at. What he is getting better at, but he's not the best <laughs> at, is character work. Yeah. Honestly, the dialogue in this one wasn't bad. I, did he write it? I need to look at this. Uh, I, I think it was him it. and two other people that wrote it. Him and two other people? I think I think I'm right. Um, Maybe one. Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking this up here. Uh, yeah, it was Chris White's and Gareth Edwards that wrote it. So, I mean, who knows how he maybe did the second, another draft, you know, and then he got a writer credit. Or maybe he, they co-wrote it, wrote it, who knows. But it, I don't, the dialogue, dialogue was fine. It was mostly, one of the biggest problems with Rogue One is that you don't care about the characters at all. Like, for for a lot of reasons. One, you go in knowing that they're all going to die. It's just kind of the nature of that story. But yeah. there's also there's also a lot of weird, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm stepping on the toes of the creators a little bit to be like, you got to get Darth Vader in there so we can sell some toys. <laughs> and it's like, Darth Vader has no place in this story. Or at least not in the way that you put him in there. So there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, okay. But even beyond that, there's just not a, it seems like he like he doesn't care as much like he devotes just enough time to to be like okay here's a character here's his motivation okay and, moving on and cool done. visuals you know what <laughs> i mean and it's like it just doesn't seem doesn't seem like he's like that interested and i think that's unfortunate because like I, like it's it's like his characters are getting in the way of the story yes yeah of the plot a little bit yeah and he's like, blah, 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 moving on. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, okay. And I think his movies would maybe benefit from leaning more into the characters and and less into the plot. Not that the plot was bad. It just, it definitely, like, in Rogue One and in Godzilla, it's like, it, it 
there's a there's just very heavy plot and and the characters are there to facilitate that plot. Uh, so when a character does something interesting, and this is when you feel it the most, is when a character does something interesting and the film doesn't explore that. Yeah, it feels like you're like, oh man, and we go back to this yeah, it's plot pu- it's that's pushing like, the plot instead of you know, a character development. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Uh, yeah, it, it's that I think that what makes it a little bit disappointing. So I will say that like from I I did not see monsters, but I did see obviously Rogue One, Godzilla, and this movie creator. Uh, Godzilla to me is the worst example of it. Great visuals, great monster work. The main characters, uh, not their relationship, their everything about that is just not good. Um, <laughs> I still don't know why we're trying Rogue to tell One, Godzilla stories where Godzilla's not the main character. Well, <laughs> Rogue One is another one that's like cool story, cool premise, uh, very interesting characters, but the movie doesn't care enough about them to like let you into the, their lives and stuff. So it's just kind of like, eh, they don't, it doesn't care. It's moving on, moving on, going somewhere else. Uh, this movie, I think, out of those three, uh, is the best on that front. I think that yeah, you really do feel more for these characters. And I think Gareth has taken the time to really invest in, the, in that part of the story a little more. I say or, a little more. Or maybe he just went, I mean, what if I include a kid? And no, like, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, yes, connection plus." <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I'm not making fun of you for being. Oh, a dad. you mean like me? I mean, like people and like all people in general like know that like don't act with children; they steal the show. That little girl. It was her first movie from nowhere. I mean, isn't that She's how it so always good. is? Though, like, it's always like their first movie <laughs> because they're a kid. Of course, it's their first movie. They're no, young. I mean like. They're like, new. Like, it's not even like like it used to be like she was a baby and she was in a Burger King commercial. Oh, so now she's in this movie. Like, this kid came from nowhere, nowhere. Uh, and it's just like, I act this good. And it's like, how do you act this good? But, yeah, I mean, even like, even, even if he wasn't intentionally relying upon that, having a kid in it makes you care for that kid. Like, those are automatic points. And then if you show a character in the movie going, oh, it's a kid, then you <laughs> on that character are also like, they get it. <laughs> they get it. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Maybe that's why it feels that way. I- I'm trying to think of other situations in the movie where that are that do not involve the child. And, and showed more development. And showed more development. I think, I mean, it's hard to say because the main characters are, uh, Joshua and and the kid and yeah. Alfie the the kid and then the the father figure it it's uh so it's hard to be like well I don't know there's because there is obviously that connection with him and his wife but she's not around enough to like she's there in flashbacks yeah and I think that stuff is still good I actually think that that's probably the best example of maybe the growth because Godzilla is like yeah, a husband pre- and wife. Pre- previously, it wouldn't have even And it been just, there, you just yeah. don't care. Yeah. And this, it's like, you know what? I actually do care about these two people. It feels more genuine. Maybe that's the writing. Maybe that's the actors. Who knows? So it, I think he has grown. I do think that he still has a long way to go. There are so many things that this world introduces that I want to go, oh, let's, let's go further with that. 
and there's just too many characters to yeah. really do that with. Ken Watanabe is really interesting. He he always has a really significant presence in the movies that he's in. <laughs> yeah. And he does in this as well. Yep. And yet we don't really get to know him ever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his motivation is a little odd because it's like there's a point where he's like he has the opportunity to just kill the main character. But instead he puts him on a boat so that he can tell him something and then try to kill him. And it's like, <laughs> what? Why didn't you just kill him? I'm not going to take you to where you want. Kill him. I'm going to kill you instead. Yeah. You could have already just killed him. You just could have just shot him while he was in the road. Like, it just, I don't know. That to me didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit like, okay, getting. There's a lot of story bits that are just like, what was that? That breaks the plot if he kills him in the street. And it's like, well, then don't put them in that situation if that's, you know, there's a little bit of that still, that struggle still there. But I liked. His he had a robot companion, uh, or a uh, yeah an AI companion that's robot, um, not a simulant, so he didn't look like a human. That I really is that, loved. Is <clears throat> that a difference that they make? A simulant yeah, is a, a person is a person robot. It's the ones with the the fa- yeah. Human faces. I mean, yeah. I know some of the some of the AI had robot-y faces. Yeah, this is one of the one he had like a really elongated face. And he called um, and he, they only said sim some of the time. Yeah, it was simulants were the people the ones that look like humans. Okay. So uh they definitely differentiate that. It's like different models and different yeah. But but to me and my like <laughs> in Jeremiah brain, I'm uh, like they're as, the same. As far as they're like And even calling them that, I would like I don't think I would have picked up on it. Like they're different. but to me they're the same. One of them doesn't have a face. Right. And I think that maybe actually that's intentional uh, because I don't think the film is ever questioning their personhood to, despite their difference in look. I think the the thing is, like, oh, oh yeah. it helps us as humans for them to look more human. But I also um, but really I liked like his robot friend. Yeah. I liked how he looked and like his face would like open the way it did when he talked. Yep. I liked that. There's a lot. lot of expression. Yeah. Uh, one of the best moments for that character was, I mean, he had a lot of like, oh crap moments where he like did the wrong thing, but I, I don't know. He seems so tight, uh, which this is interesting because it's like, uh, um, how do I, I, can't, I keep pronouncing his name wrong. It's not Watanabe, is it? It's Watanabe. Is that I, what it is? I think <laughs> Anyways. so. Uh, Ken Watanabe, his, uh, I'm still dumb. Sorry. Anyways, apologies. Um, he is not a human, but has, his relationship with the robot feels like a robot, a robot with a relationship French. to a human, but it's not, it's, they're both <laughs> robots. They're both. Yeah. So it's just like, it's really, I like how that line is blurred throughout the film. It's never a clear, like them and us. You know, it's, even it's the term like, robot means slave. <laughs> so like. I mean, I wonder if AI, like, and even in, in our current system, even that we have, where they're just talking AI, like, if you call them robot, would they, like, <laughs> hey, stop? <laughs> I mean, maybe. The current version of AI is not what we think of when we think of AI, though. It's it's just a learning algorithm, so it's, it's yeah, not sentient. But... It is just... I don't know uh, if it continues to learn. That's all that it would have to be, I would think. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so there's, anyway, there's some. There's a scene with him where he 
he gets targeted by one of the tanks. Yeah. And, oh, that was uh, terrible. <clears throat> and he goes running and realizes that he's running into a place where there are several human children and women, uh, refugees hiding in a building. And he yeah. immediately like stutter stops and is like, ah, oh, and says something and runs the other way, like back towards danger uh, so that he doesn't get blown up yeah. and hurt them as well. And it's like, I don't know, it's really a proper moment, but I, uh, I did love that element of the film of the connection between the simulants, the, the, all the different variations of AI and their human friends and how that relationship was presented in a way that felt genuine. I think that shows a lot of Gareth Edwards growth when it comes to like character work, even though it wasn't as deep, I think, as it could have been, it still was like leaps and bounds better than his previous work. And I'm like, fantastic, man. I can't wait for your next movie. When we take a, (laughs) hopefully we go a little bit further. Um, I really liked the the robot faced monks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That really just showing that and like, especially like the wide shots of them, like ringing the bell and stuff or like in the big field. Uh, It's like, well, that's the future. Like, like it really looks and it feels like that's definitely the future. Yeah, because what's what's future. more human than having faith of some kind? Yeah, it's like yeah, and and not only yeah. that, but like how as an American, how in that world are you denying that thing has faith when it's literally devoted its entire life mm-hmm. to to a feeling, to to something that's not logically uh, mm-hmm. quote unquote real, or or even like the like you and I were talking about the nomad thing, showing the lasers. Mm-hmm. The whole point of that would be to strike fear, because you see the laser coming. Mm-hmm. How can you strike fear into something that doesn't have feelings? <laughs> mm-hmm. So even like even the way that they're fighting the robots is like you don't have feelings. Is like no, you have feelings, and I recognize that you have feelings. It's just I'm afraid yeah. of you. Yeah, I thought uh, when I when I when we were talking about that, I was like. That's feeling like you're you're literally doing the thing like like coming at them to kill them because you're afraid of them. You're you're telling them you have feelings and you're killing them yeah. for not having feelings. <laughs> so I well, I mean, it's all they. There's that line that they repeat a few times. That it's most of the like indoctrinated military guys that are just like it's just programming, man. It's just programming. Like they they say but, it a lot, but uh, but also but, don't they. Don't they do that with, he's not like the main bad guy, but the guy who's a policeman, the Indian tall man. Don't they, does does that not play to you like it's the same guy? Uh, What do you mean? Like he dies and then they use his body as the first speak with dead. Yes, I, I know who you're talking about. And then, and does that not? To me, that played like it was the same, the same guy, the same robot. I think they did that intentionally, but it was also to show that, like, they only have a limited number of face scans, so they're reusing some of them. So it's clearly, it's not the same person. To it's me, a different person. To me, it was with, the same person. You mean, like, the same personality? Yeah, like, he's still hunting them, even though that body of his died. Uh, well, then, you were talking about, like, why don't they have backups? Maybe that is... Yeah, but then so, if they do have backups, then I mean it is really only turning them off. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't still not. I didn't. It's see still it not as, nice to walk up to somebody and yeah, stab and them, them yeah. and yeah, like, and force them to take another. I body. have a backup of our media server. I'm not going to be happy if you. Yeah, my yeah, media server. yeah, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like if I walked in there and just trashed your computers, and I was like, "You got a backup." <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a little different. That's more of like a, a huge annoyance. It's not a well, well, same thing. Yeah, yeah, but there's I don't know. There's definitely like oh, there's people mourning when some of the robots die. So yeah, but not, I wouldn't like. I don't know. In Maybe the way I would backups. mourn my car if I got in a car wreck, I'd be like, "I love that car." Yeah, and I don't. I don't think. It, I think it's more than that. There's a lot of like. There was a scene where uh, it was in the orphanage, or they were talking about how there were like orphans raised by robots by AI, and yeah. there was a a little girl crying over the dead body of one of the uh, not a simulant but a robot, and it it felt and a woman as well. So it looked like, oh, this is the father. Like not the biological father, but yeah. he's the father figure in that family's and he didn't want to live and he past, died. Yeah, and so he got hit. Oh, I'm talking blown about up. Yeah, he got blown up by something uh, in the battle, and they're like mourning the loss of him. So I, I don't think to me it never I it, I never thought about it as like oh they have personality backups. Obviously they do have that. But to me, it looked like... Well, to me, it's presented only, like they don't, except for that one police guy. Right. Well, not the police guy. The uh, To me, that was just another instance of like, hey, it's just somebody else with the, f- the same face who happens to Doing be... Doing the exact same job. Uh, right. But Chasing I think it's because he's in the police force. Like, hey, I think the police force I mean, just had access to like, hey, this is what a police officer looks like. Is this guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But... In my mind... That should be the same guy. They, and, do, I mean, they do it you, on purpose. And if it is the same guy, then you're telling me that he lived past. So death. yeah, I disagree. I think they're not telling you that. I think they're they're doing that for uh, to ease confusion, so that you can go, oh yes, this guy, I know I mean, who he is. That's more confusing. Not, no, it's not. <laughs> so well, listen, listen. Like they're doing that so that you can go, okay, yes, he is a. A, an antagonist to our protagonist here. Uh, we know that he is hunting them down. Oh, he died. Oh, look, there he is again. Oh, it's not the same one, but it's the same face, so I can quickly recognize who this is, what they're doing, and I'm I'm on board. If they have a new character, well, it's the, one more character to remember, and then you have a moment of like, wait, who is this guy again? Why is he? Oh, or maybe oh, right. the he actor was really cheap, and they're like, if we keep him, <laughs> we keep him around. That's how they got it at under 180. <laughs> under, that's under, so. under 80 million. Yeah, um, that's the secret to their success. Is just <laughs> what if we just write in the that they don't face. have enough faces, <laughs> and that's why we just read the same actors. Uh, there it is. We figured out the secret. Uh, but I mean, even like his wife. He sees her around, but it's not her. It's I mean, a yeah, different person. I get that they're scanning faces and the, yeah. the robots can, you know, maybe pick a face. Or even seeing two of her on the train kind of implies that similar robots in similar, sim- similar, similar uh, circumstances might have like a face that they gravitate towards. Or, or maybe like, no, they even showed it on the ship and they all had her face. So they're telling me... That that like this class of robot has this face. I think it's like it might be in certain circumstances like that, where it's like, oh yeah, the police have access to this so many faces. They pick the, and the they tough just, looking Indian guy because they're in 
that part of the world where they need a tough-looking Indian police guy. Yeah. I mean, okay, but but having him do that really does make me think it's the same I think person. the intention is for you to make that connection, but I don't think in actuality that's what it is. That's fine. It's It's blurring that line because it's the whole thing is it's like – the movie, I don't think, ever questions the personhood of these of the AI. No, no. I think to, the movie actually the point, means very heavily. Well, to the point that when they, yeah, when they blow up, like they're sad, like they lost a person. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, like a lot of films that deal with, like, is AI are they real or are they not real? Are they people or not people? They, they, like, it's very. There's like a hard line of like, I don't know. Sometimes at the end, it's like, well, this person seems like you know, this robot seems like they're a real person. They're a real boy. In this movie, the movie's like already made up its mind. It's like, no, they're people. And you as the audience are like, it feels weird when the military guys are like, they're just programming, man. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> like that's it's not so the, obvious yeah, to you that the they're not, that they're more than me, that. Yeah. And so it makes it makes uh their like indoctrination stand out that much more. It makes the it it helps villainize the American characters in the movie, the military American characters in the movie that much more because of how silly it sounds when they, when they repeat that yeah. dogma. Well, it's, back you, to you. it's, it's even like, so silly not. that his coworker within three seconds of seeing a robot goes, you killed a real thing. And he's like, uh, like immediately she, she hears a robot, uh, that they pull out of the car at ground zero. When they're cleaning, mm-hmm. she's never seen a robot. Who who are you talking about? His coworker, the lady. I don't know who what coworker you're talking about. There's a lot of coworkers. The coworker he had when he was before. <sighs> five years later, Ground Zero, when he's doing his job that he has after the military, start of the movie. So the yeah the prologue. He's cleaning out the d-day atomic bomb freeway oh that wow okay his co-worker i'm like thinking all the missions he's <laughs> no. on i'm like why are you calling them co-workers i'm like yeah that's, that's so weird. well that's why um his co-worker sees a robot act for five seconds and she like it's so silly in this universe that of course they're human of course they have feelings it took her five seconds to come to that conclusion uh, my takeaway from that was that she's very young. Yeah. Uh, and, and she had never seen a robot. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she may have seen one, but she would have been younger and they've been banned in the United States. And so when it happens, it takes her she five seconds up. to decide that this is a human. Okay. Sorry. I, you really came at that. Like you were arguing that the movie was doing the other thing was the other way had messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, I don't understand no, what saying, you're talking about. <laughs> I'm saying they're pointing out the fact that it's so silly and ludicrous yes, like, that it takes her five seconds yes, yeah, yeah, to okay. go, of course this thing is alive. Of yeah. course it has feelings. You heard it. You just killed a live thing. Uh-huh. And then he just, he just with a line, just, no, he's just turned on. Yeah. He's just broken. Yeah, which in his case, it's it's more like he's in denial than than anything else. He's he's yeah, but I just mean like, but the whole how military, indoctrinated the military yeah. has to be to deny that first five seconds. Yeah. Like they had that too. It sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I mean, it happens in real life. 
you know, it, that's what racism tends to be. It's just the dehumanization of other people. And so who are not like you. So it's, I don't know. It's all fear of the other. Yeah, exactly. It's, it happens. We go, wow, that's crazy. How could anybody ever think that way? And it's like, well, uh, <laughs> it's all programming, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I also don't get the, like, I mean, this movie doesn't really talk about it, but AI not having feelings. They're only programmed. What are you? Yeah, but we don't like to think about it that way. <laughs> the moment you start telling people that, like, you're just a very, very complex biological organism that is, like, a series of yes or no's all the way down to the core, that is it's, so complex yeah, that it's, it's nothing but a, it's nothing but binary. It starts to like, especially religious people, people who have faith, no. really don't want to think about that because it it sort of gets in the way of of like, well, wh- but I have a soul and all the, this stuff that like. Well, I mean, that's you know not I mean? you. You can have a soul. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, what's a soul? But even if like you have one, if people go, the well, then I'm not, you know, they think I'm but not But even real, if it's the world's then, greatest thing, so. like you started from a zygote and like you went, yes, no, yes, yes, no, no, yes. Yeah, it's people, still binary. Like it's still one like and think zero. about it though, you know, because they think if I'm, you know, I think for, I'm coming at this from like a Christian perspective because it's like, it, it feels like something we can make. And if Definitely we can not. make it, then then God is not that powerful. And I think that that gets get, – it puts people in a weird headspace, and they don't like to think about it's, it. It's just – I say like they – Yeah, but, but it's like, not It's not a thing that – like, I don't know. I don't it's know, not, it's, like it's about, not a thing that a creator had to make and put into place. Right, but it's, it's just the process of being alive. There's something about the awe-inspiring – quality of like the mystery of god that when you break it down you and you go a, oh it's just part this, of the mystery you take away you know the god. it's like when uh i went to a fair one time and there was a booth in in somewhere and it was these dentists and they were trying to like for whatever reason get you to like not like sugar i guess so they were <laughs> like this is what sugar's made out of and it was like a I don't even know what they were talking about, but it was some sort of plant. It was like a root. And it just was like, see how gross this is? <laughs> like, try a bite of it now. And it's like. That's not sugar, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's not gross. And they're like, this is what ice cream's made of. Isn't that gross? And I'm like. Yeah, it's terrible. At the time, I'm like maybe 10. And I'm just like, but ice cream's good. <laughs> Like who cares? Also, who cares that that's also, maybe where it came from? It's also, still you're good. A Don't you want a job? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. But if only you wouldn't eat sugar, we wouldn't have to keep telling you. This. Yeah, and then we wouldn't have to go to the dentist. Where was I going with this? I don't know why I brought that up. I can't remember. Uh, it would be crazy. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think there's something about like, like when you break down. A, the mystery, like, of, the mystery. A, a mystery of it, life. It sure. takes away from the the significance of it. I mean, love. If you break love down into just a series of yeses and nos and hormones and like, if you, I mean, I've heard it this way. Everything we do is just an attempt to procreate. Okay, so every single thing that we do, every choice we make is does this give me a better chance at passing on my genes? Yes or no? 
If the answer is yes, you do it. If the answer is no, you don't do it. The only time you you act against your genes is when religion is involved. I would, is I would a say sense of, is a moral even, code or something like that. Procreation that is, is about serving myself. Right, but it's it's Be, yourself but, in the but, sense that you are. Uh, we don't live forever. That's the only way I can fight against. We dying. live forever yeah. by passing our genes on. Right, that is our. So not even not even. I, I'm just saying, like, I would argue against uh, everything we do is to procreate. Everything we do is to serve my sense of self, sure. even procreation. Yeah. Because uh, that's me fighting against eternity, fighting against my limited time. Like, yeah. I can't stay, but by God, some of me can. Yeah. Watch me, universe. Yeah. Right. And that, but I mean, if you think, if you break love down into that, it ruins it. It ruins yeah. this idea of love, and it's like, everything. Like, you, everything we do for love, there's is no such thing as love. If it's that's the case, everything we do and for love is to be loved in return. It's well, all selfish, and even even like selfishness aside, though, it's just like there's this idea that it's that we have that we love to romanticize of just oh, it's love is just this power over. I mean, it's it's the reason why Harry Potter is able to defeat Voldemort. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like. It's it literally is a powerful thing. Like we, it's a cliche now, but we freaking love it. Like, yeah, I say love it. You know, whatever. We eat it up. It's, it's. I mean, that's how beauty turns the beast. Into exactly. A man. All yeah. this stuff is like, man. But if it, if that doesn't exist, if it's not, if it's not magical, people lose. If the, it's, if it's understandable, live, you know I mean? it's not magical because exactly. magic can't be understood. Exactly. We want that mystery. If we try to break it down and understand it, it's like. But any. Yes, but any significantly advanced enough science trick is magic to people who don't understand it. Yes, that is a it thing. Still is, <clears throat> it still is what it is, and it still has all its inherent power and wonder. And it, like nothing's taken away by you studying it or understanding more of it. But... I mean, I mean, what's I mean, yeah. taken away is the that sense of I don't think it takes of wonder. Of it away. I like, mean, it's the we, reason why we, so we many... literally only love other people to be loved in return. Well, it's, it's the selfish same... in nature. It is self. Yeah. I'm not like I agree. I understand. I mean, that. I mean, yeah, but th- I don't know. At this point, I feel like my future wife is listening back to this, and she's like, and I'm gonna get in an argument if I don't explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you agree, but this is a future Mrs. Jeremiah Edmonds. I'm sorry I called you that. That's terrible. <laughs> I take it back. I don't know your name. It's yeah. I mean, in just inherently, everything we do is so, like we only eat to further our own, like to further our existence the next day. If if I was completely unselfish, I wouldn't eat. I would donate all my food to people who were starving. I go to McDonald's. I spend a dollar because of a selfish need to continue existing. There's, uh, yeah, you, I guess. You live, a, you live in a balance of being selfish versus unselfish. Yeah. Constantly, no matter what. And the only re like, love itself is sometimes a selfless thing but the (laughs) selfishly the only reason you ever do it in the first place is to feel in return because if you god can you imagine how horrible it would be to only give out love and never get any in return how long could you even keep doing that Uh, 
like three days, like <laughs> a day, three hours. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I couldn't go that long. Uh, it'd be like, I mean, the, sort of the same thing as like giving out money and then never replenishing how much, like if Mr. Beast <laughs> only did videos and he didn't turn ad revenue on. He only gets a year of making videos. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He can only give out so much before you have to take some back in. It's all it's all the same thing. Like it's it's all resources. It's all selfish. It's all made up feelings. It's all yes and no. It's all binary. It's all it's all service of self versus how much can I give away in an unselfish way. But it's only to perpetuate the feeling of self. Like, like you only give gifts at Christmas because you go, oh, man, it felt good to give that gift at Christmas, didn't it? Like, if it felt bad, do you think you could? Like, would you give your daughter gifts if you woke up on Christmas Day and it was just like every present she opened, you felt terrible? How long would you give her gifts? I don't know. She she feels good opening the gifts, but you feel you feel like you're being literally murdered every like, every gift she opens. You're not going to give her that many gifts, right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like and then you get into the situation of like, "Oh, I'm not giving a good enough gift, so I need to give more." And so that she will love me and appreciate the gift like so it ends up being selfish everything, in that way everything too, is all yeah that's fine yeah. I, i'm not disagreeing with you in that area my my whole thing was that i think that like we people need that sense of wonder uh <laughs> because the wonder of it like, not it's the reason why a, a it's the reason why action. we have like the argument uh, of people who you know within christianity who uh, are like, yeah, the world is only 8,000 years old or whatever, you know? And Six. even though the science is sane, is insane. like pretty overwhelmingly that that the is not the case. The dinobones were put here. They're put here by just Satan to, to trick us. By, oh, gosh, okay. Uh, you haven't heard that? No, I probably have. Just, <clears throat> but you, you that, haven't, you didn't grow up here, I guess. But the thing is, it's like, okay, there's something for whatever reason, like we love fairy tales. We love very clear distinct lines between things we don't like gray we don't like there to be confusion so in a lot of fairy tales there's like and especially with disney fairy tales it's very clear cut it's very clear cut um so when we hear the creation story and we say god created the world in seven days it's like well there you go what can't get any simpler than that i know what a day is the it's very clear it's very cut and dry it's like this thing Tree was in the garden. They ate. They sinned. They're separated from God. Perfect. Easy to understand. I, I, I get it. Okay? I love um, they were naked and then sinned and then clothed themselves. I mean, it's how it's poetic. It's very the visual I, is very powerful. Makes no sense. Which another <laughs> argument to why it's probably just really like good he, storytelling. He looked down so. at one specific part of his body and went, "Oh." <laughs> I need to cover that up real quick. Like, the one part, but only after you took a bite of a fruit. I don't understand. 
Um, but the more you break it down, the more you like get into like, oh, well, you know, humanity evolved from this species, which evolved from this species, which evolved from this species, which originally came from apes, which came from this, which came from that, which crawled out of the sea, which came from the explosion of a star. Like you get into all that and it's messy and it ruins the fantasy of a like stardust. I'm saying like why people have trouble with it though. Obviously there are people that don't have trouble with it. They're, otherwise, they wouldn't exist, or wouldn't we wouldn't have this understanding of it? This I'm, desire I'm to learn more. Literal star. There are a lot of people. Starboard. There are a lot of people, and and I say this, I say actually say all of us want that in some area of our life. I'm sure there are many areas of your own life, maybe not this area, the religious area. I mean, we we all want where you want things yeah. to be cut and dry, where you want it to be easy to understand and and straightforward. But other areas, you're like, no, give me the complexity. Give me the chaos. I love how, like, this is messy and doesn't make sense. It's not perfect. It just gets messy with the religion. Religion just, like, there's not the, like, there's a lot of good things that come from faith, but it gets messy when when you try to dig deeper into, like, how things work because it can break down people's understanding of stuff. And so I think that, I don't even remember, I'm having trouble remember why we're going on these tangents here. <laughs> So hopefully you, listener, remember what we were talking about, and hopefully we made a good point. Well, this, well, this is my favorite thing to discuss. I know this is. I enjoy this too, but it's like uh, maybe you're just getting back to like the whole personhood of like the AI is just like yeah, obviously you, know, the you get. Uh, it is just <laughs> you, programming. We're you, all well, just programming. You, like if you, but like like it's up to the person being bullied to say whether they're being bullied or not. But that's why I think okay. So the the can you ask the thing if it has feelings? If <laughs> yeah. it goes, yeah. Then it has feelings, like period. I know, but people say, "Well, if it was programmed to say that, then it doesn't. It's just lying." I don't to know you. how you could prove that it's lying. Just you, accept it. There, I don't know. There's tests. There's ways. Who knows? No, but, the uh, Turing test is just a made-up way of well, how the we. That's what we got. Of, right? uh, so. It's just about whether it tricks you or yeah. not. Yeah. The yeah. So, but the, I mean, going back to the what we were talking about, the the military guys in there saying it's just programming, and that's the line that they use to kind of like indoctrinate everyone to, into thinking, into denying the obvious. Yeah. I think that's that's where we're at now with that is, and that's why I kind of go on about people, they want things to be clear cut. It makes more sense. It's easier to exist when it's very clearly that we're the good guys and they're the bad guys and we're not evil because what we're doing is justified because of this, this, and this, and what they're doing is evil because it's not justified. All that stuff, like, I think that's why it's... The movie does such a good job. Uh, the more we talk about it, the more I like this movie. Um, <laughs> in showing, like, here's somebody who is very firmly implanted in one side of this caught this war and here's another person who is on that same side by association yeah who comes to the truth and is has this moment of like holy crap like that is a person that person is real that is not like what i've been told yeah yeah well uh, i am it's, seeing it's the truth of that he sees the truth out of love not for the other thing but just love in general yeah uh and then that forces him to accept yeah. Well, I'm talking see, about love, the coworker. But I'm talking about love just, is magical. <laughs> Look what it did. <laughs> see? But see, that's the thing. It's like we go deep and we go, see, it's all just programming, but 
We all want to believe that it's not. It, so, it, you know, the, even if it is. The programming so. is magic. I, I don't mean, know. I do is. appreciate that the more we learn, the less we know, which makes me hopeful that, you know, eh, there is. Isn't it that isn't such just, a weird feeling, though? Like, the more you know, the further this expands. But then the tinges of what you can see in that bigger circle make you realize that you know that there are more things mm-hmm. that you don't even know that you didn't know even existed to not know. Yeah. Uh, I guess the opposite of this is the Dunning-Kruger effect where stupid people don't know how stupid they are, which is maybe American politics at this point. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you can't know what you don't know well yeah and and the less you know the less you would know that you there are even things that you could be possible to not know because <laughs> you're so dumb you don't you don't even see the possibility that you're wrong <laughs> and uh and the smarter people are over there going i think this is the answer but maybe not maybe maybe you're right maybe you're right (laughs) i don't i don't know uh yeah no it's great uh love is magic it is there you go well the movie the creator is is pretty great i say even if it's not something you were thinking about going if you like sci-fi it's wonderful support it like there's some there's some plot points that are just like i'm not sure why that happened it that dips into no some sense. cliches a little bit there's definitely like a, some twists well there, there's some cliched like, stuff <clears throat> and then there's some stuff like like there's one part of the movie i'm having trouble <laughs> connecting it to the other part partially because it didn't even connect when i watched it <laughs> um it's like that doesn't follow what just happened it's like the movie tra- like in the second act the movie was like we're gonna get real metaphorical and then it was like Nope. And then it went back to like small storytelling. Uh-huh. Uh but like 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 a story between a man and a child. Uh like it started kind of small and then went completely metaphorical. Yeah. And then went, No, it's just a dude and his, and this kid and it's like that doesn't all right, whatever. No, like, I still like the movie. <laughs> it is a bit a bit sloppy at times with that. But yeah. I think that it's headed in the right direction and it's original sci fi that it's original sci fi. That just you go know, watch it. If you like that, if you like original sci fi, then support original sci fi. Like, it's very, oh, very fun. Uh, there's a reason beautiful. why it's great. Hollywood is only Marvel movies. It's because it's a, it's something original. Like even if it's not the best storytelling. It's an ori- like it's an original story. Please go watch it. Please have this movie make a billion dollars. A billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. I yeah. hope it does. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, we hope you liked the creator. This we'll is the see. part where we're supposed to tell you what we watch. We're supposed we're to tell you what we're going to watch next time, but we actually don't know. <laughs> There's not a lot out right now, and so we'll see. So it'll be a surprise for both of us. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Catch you next time.